Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. I wanted to share an experience with you that I had many years ago. I was in my teenage years hanging out with someone real close to me. I'll never forget it because I was actually in a restaurant hanging out with this person. And I was talking about all the things that I was interested in, whether it was playing video games, playing sports, flying things. At that point, I was flying stunt kites and um, I'd also go use my BB gun or my Pelagon and, and do hunting, all sorts of stuff. Like I was always active doing a ton of different things. I was also, I think at that point, raising chickens. I just did a lot of stuff. And this person looked at me and said, Kurt, you will never succeed if you were the jack of all trades and the master of none. That quote stuck with me for a long, long time. I thought all the time, the fact that I was interested in everything, but I did not like doing that last. I, I could get to 80%, so I could get a lot better than a lot of people at it, but I did not like that last 10 to 20% push to, to really perfect it. That's where I kind of signed out. The only thing that I've found in my entire life that I have stayed focused on and continue to try and learn has actually been always leadership. I have a lot of education in it. I still read books about it every day. I'm still consistently trying to learn things and reflect on things and grow. That is the only thing in my entire life that I have uh, strived for a little bit more perfection than everything else. Most of the rest of it, when I was mountain biking, I love mountain biking. But once I got to a certain level, I remember going to this event and I was meeting these people and they were all spending four to five days a week on a bike and then two days training and I kind of got to the level where I could almost compete with them but I didn't want to do that I wanted to go fly my remote or get into remote controls and fly airplanes and helicopters or play video games or do whatever else I did not want to keep doing that one activity <clears throat> so Many years later, and now I'm talking about this because uh, I've kind of realized that I, I think that quote's wrong. So I was looking it up on all the trustworthy Wikipedia world, and it says the original quote was Jack of all trades. But then there's also ties to this quote that um, uh, some of the people say it's Jack of all trades, master of none, though oftentimes better than the master of one. And that was apparently one of the earlier quotes around this. The master of none part was actually added uh, to the jack of all trades without adding the final parts. I was listening to a podcast and it was on, uh, it had Toby Luke with Shopify and it was the Tim Ferriss show. And if you ever want to listen to an awesome podcast, that's that's a really good episode uh toby luke is a i'm a big fan of him he's done a lot of great things but he's a very humble leader and and i think he's done an excellent job with shopify and he talks about the most successful shopify shops 
And he said when he started, he always thought, well, I don't want to paraphrase him. You should probably listen to it. But in essence, what I got out of this was you always thought being the very best at, say, silverworking and then the very best at jewelry would be enough. And he said the best stores are the ones that mix three different skills together. And in this case, uh, it would be something like silver or twisted silver jewelry, Harry Potter. And by mixing three different skill sets together or three different interests together, he said you could find your, uh, your niche and, and really make a successful store. In leadership, I think the analogy that I've always reflected on and I keep coming back to is if you're truly the leader of an organization and you have a lot of staff, you have to move away from being somebody if you were to think of it as conducting an orchestra and you're the conductor, so you're trying to get everyone to play their instruments together so that it turns into something. You're trying to make sure everyone's aligned and moving in the same direction. That's very similar to leadership. Yes, the tools of the trade are different. In conducting, you've got people playing instruments, but if you were to do leadership, you've got people with different skills. One of the the most, I think the most dangerous thing you can try and do is become a master of playing different instruments. What you need to learn to do is be the master at how to get the instruments to play together instead of how to play them. Because what I've seen happen quite often is leadership. In leadership, you can deflate people who are learning or are really good at playing instruments by trying to be the best instrument player or trying to get up to their level. For example, if you have a fundraiser who's very good at fundraising, they hit their goals or overachieve their goals, they know what they're doing, they're respected in their community, and you walk in and act like you're a better fundraiser than them and you're the leader, you're basically stomping on someone else and you're, uh, you have a focus on, you're kind of leaning towards being right instead of just doing right for the organization. There's a big difference. So if you're willing to trust and celebrate the talents of the people on your team, your life will get much easier. And that is kind of the goal of Leading Lightly is how do you achieve a lot with your team and not uh, stress yourself out? But here's the other thing is I, um, you heard on an earlier episode, I talked about my, my issue with personality assessments is personalities can change. But there is something that doesn't change, and that is people's natural talents and their skills. That's been around forever. Um, People would do assessments on what your talent is. You can't teach somebody who's not naturally good at math to become a great person at math. They can get better at it, but the people who are great at it can achieve much more. And, And those talents can be assessed in every single person on your team, which will allow you to move your organization for because once you celebrate the talents that each person has on your team and how individual each group is they will lean in and try and achieve more for your organization but every time you as the conductor go down and try to show somebody how to play the tuba or how to play the violin and you think that that's what you're supposed to be good at i I believe that's a true distraction from your full potential as a leader. You really got to learn to put yourself on the sidelines for the success and the opportunities of your team. 
And you only really step in front of them and take those leadership roles when they're struggling and when you know that you're the best person to to fill in and you need to. If you're encouraging someone to kind of take their skills to the next level and they're nervous and afraid, you got to be there right beside them cheering them on. But what you don't want to do is try and act like you are better than them. I, I love when uh, you hear organizations that you work for and they're like, yeah, the our goal is to get our leader to believe that it's their idea so that it can move forward. That's a being right focus instead of doing right focus. And that's not something you want to get yourself trapped into. That humility it takes to allow other people to lead is the goal for you because those people will make everything a lot easier for you. So going back to the original quote, I kind of wish I had the whole quote given to me when I first heard this because I have become, uh, I am a bit of a jack of all trades and the master of none, but I have found that uh, oftentimes that's better than the master of one. And in a lot of the findings that I've done in my career with the people that I've worked with that are very successful, they often have several little kind of focuses that they pull together and make something masterful of. And your job as a leader is to help them to find it and then to celebrate their success and let them do right for your company so that you don't have to go around and try and play every single part in your organization. It's not your job. And once you kind of come to the place where you can step back, your life will get a lot better and you will have the clarity to be able to take leadership in areas where the rest of the organization can't because you have a higher level perspective of what's trying to what your organization is trying to achieve. But you can't go and try and use that high level perspective if you're out there playing every instrument. Imagine if the composer, instead of sitting there listening to everyone play together, was around trying to play each instrument. Imagine how much worse the the outcome would be than standing on that podium and listening to everyone play their instrument and helping them all work together. So as you move forward, I think it's just really important to to kind of take a deep look at yourself and ask yourself, are, are you there to um, be right? And are there times where you need to be right? And they're the right times to do it? Or are you there to just try and do right for your organization and you're willing to at times to to take the back seat and let other people celebrate their success? Because if you can take that back seat, everything will get much easier for you. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.